0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and I wanted to jump on here and do a quick episode because I made a post the other day, and it is funny how things in the nutrition space always seem to live on one end of two extremes. And the answer most of the time lies in the middle. And what I'm talking about is I made a post on Facebook and basically said, what if instead of trying to find a healthy alternative to the thing that you're craving, you actually just ate the thing that you're craving, right? So it was just kind of a quick soundbite because I've been seeing a lot of posts about, you know, I'm craving cookies, what's a healthy alternative? Or I'm craving chips, what's a healthy alternative? Or I'm craving ice cream, like all these different posts that I've been seeing. And in my experience, and keep in mind, I mostly work with people who are coming from a chronic dieting background. So that's important to keep that in mind. Who are we talking about? right? These things are nuanced. So I've been seeing posts like that, which ultimately, in my experience with those people, when they try to find this healthy alternative and constantly avoid the thing that they're craving, what ends up happening is that they eat the healthy alternative, but it doesn't actually do the job. So they end up continuing to restrict, continuing to deprive themselves. And eventually they finally give in, they eat the thing they're craving, and then they have no control over that food. So they, they often overindulge, overconsume. And then they think that it's that particular food that's the issue. So, so let's say, you know, they're avoiding cookies and then they try a healthy recipe and it doesn't quite do the job. It doesn't quite scratch the itch and it doesn't satisfy them. So they continue to look for other alternatives. Eventually they have a cookie and then one cookie turns into 10 cookies and they're like, oh my God, fuck cookies. I can never control myself around cookies. And now they go back on this war path of not eating cookies. Whereas if they just gave in to the craving or listened to the craving and actually had one cookie when it happened, then there wouldn't be the issue of over consuming or overindulging. Now keep in mind, this is just one scenario that comes up a lot. One of the other issues is that with people, and, and again, I'm generalizing here who are in a constant state of restriction in general. I'm talking about people who cut calories frequently. And yes, that was me. I'm talking from personal experience. When I was going through my dieting phase of you know, fad diets, chronic dieting, disordered eating, I was always energy deprived. And of course, when you're energy deprived, your body wants to restore homeostasis. One of the ways that it will do that is by increasing hunger and increasing cravings. So your body's like, hey, get me some freaking energy, but it doesn't just want any energy because the energy from like broccoli is not going to be as quick or effective as the energy from a cookie or ice cream or any sort of just fast digesting carbohydrate, like just give me some damn cereal or something, right? So your body is sending this biological signal because you're under chronic stress when you are constantly dieting that is a stress on the body so your body is going to assume that there's a threat and the solution in that situation is give me quick energy right we don't want to starve to death we don't want this famine to get the best of us from you know from how we evolved typically chronic stress was due to a lack of nutrients coming in due to famine so of course, your body wants to tell you and send signals to get quick energy into your body. And that's why we crave those things. It's not because our bodies are evil, manipulative things, it's because they want to keep us alive. So, that's the other thing is that when you know the type of people who are constantly looking for ways to avoid certain foods, usually. Are restricting calories in general, which puts them in this constant state of stress, constant energy deprivation. And so, of course, they're gonna have more cravings and of course, they're gonna lose control around certain foods uh, because of the fact that they're putting so much stress on the system all the time. Again, this is me talking from personal experience and having coached, you know, at this point, hundreds, if not thousands of people through this exact process. I'm not talking about the person who is, you know, a couch potato who has no, you know, awareness of their nutritional habits, who's just grabbing, you know, bags of chips and soda all the time and and really just doesn't care about their health. I'm not talking about that individual. So I, I do want to it like, it's funny because I made this little post soundbite about, you know, rather than looking for healthy alternatives, what if you just ate the thing that you were craving? And you know, some people chimed in, and it was kind of a back and forth, like very split on whether people agreed or disagreed. And you know, it's like it always lies in the middle. But I am talking about a very specific scenario, and sometimes I intentionally don't provide context because I do like the open dialogue. I do like to hear how different people perceive it, and then, of course, I can jump on my podcast and elaborate and do more of the long form speaking that I always prefer. So let's talk about healthy alternatives. And the first thing that we have to understand is that health is so subjective, right? We, we talk about healthier, and I'm putting that in air quotes, healthier substitutions. Well, what does that really mean? So I want to talk first about the chronic dieter. I want to talk first about the person who's like, well, I can't eat cookies, so I need to find a healthy, quote unquote, healthy alternative. Most of the time, so I talked about the first scenario where it ends up not satisfying them and then they still end up binging on cookies. There's another situation where the healthy alternative ends up being filled with a bunch of extra calories from quote unquote, clean food. So it's like, instead of carbs, like somebody commented, was like, well, I I do keto baking and my kids love it. And it's, you know, my family enjoys it and they can't even tell the difference. And like, that's totally fine if that works for you. All I want is for people to find what works for them. However, there's a good chance that the keto substitutions are way more calorie dense than the real thing. Even if you think they're quote unquote healthier, but again, health is subjective. So if the substitution is packed with way more calories because you're putting in different oils and butters and seeds and nuts, and you know, typically that's what you'll find in a keto recipe. Uh, what happens is if that's causing you to then gain body fat, is that healthier? The other thing we have to think about is the mindset. And this is the part that always goes overlooked Because if you are somebody who is constantly thinking in terms of good versus bad or healthy versus unhealthy, that is a major red flag because we have psychology research that shows us that people who think, who have dichotomous thinking around food struggle more with weight maintenance. They are more likely to regain weight after losing it. They're more likely to struggle with maintaining a healthy body weight just their mindset around food gives us that insight. So if you're constantly thinking of food in terms of good versus bad, or if you're just obsessing over food choices, like this is something as somebody who struggled with orthorexia, with an obsession over clean eating, that mental stress and anxiety around food was not healthy. Even though the foods that I, were, that I was eating, so if somebody were to do an, an analysis of my diet and see you know, broccoli and chicken and you know, olive oil and eggs and all the things that I was eating, they'd say, yeah, that's a healthy diet. But you can't tell that internally, I'm obsessed. I literally get anxiety when I'm going to a restaurant and, and felt like I couldn't be social and I felt like I couldn't have any balance in my life. It, it was the least healthy option for me, regardless of the actual food choices that I was making. So again, we have to understand context. We have to understand that health is nuanced. It's not just this, you know easily identif- identifiable and, and descriptive thing that applies across the board. Health is person dependent. So you know, this person who's doing these healthy alternatives, they may, Have an obsession over clean eating. They may have disordered eating behaviors. They may have mental stress because of food. Just because somebody is saying, like, well, you know, and again, this is not speaking to everyone. I'm talking about a specific kind of subset of people who, you know, if we think about the impact that diet culture has on us. It's a lot of us, right? Like There there are some shocking statistics about how many people develop disordered eating behaviors due to dieting attempts. So again, this is not just a small percentage of the population. Now, I have to present the other side because... That's what I do. I try to keep things balanced. I try and, you know, look at both sides of the equation and understand that the truth is somewhere in the middle. And it always depends on context. Now, when it comes to somebody who has really poor eating habits, let's say they're drinking a lot of soda, let's say they're eating a lot of processed foods. You know, when we talk about substitutes, then that's totally fine to look at ways to make better choices in terms of, you know, maybe diet soda over regular soda, you know, quote unquote healthy alternative. But even then some people would argue with me and say, oh, but diet, you know, diet soda has fake sugar, whatever, you know, so that, you know, again, it really gets nuanced and in the sense that, you know, if we're reducing calories and that's causing body fat to go down and, and blood markers are improving and health markers are improving, then is that the better choice? In that scenario, probably yes. Um, and, you know, when if somebody's going ham on, you know, chips all the time and they can find something that, you know, scratches that snacking itch, but has less calories and it ends up being a better choice for that person, sure. Um, I have nothing, I have nothing against healthy alternatives or substitutions. And, you can't see me, but every time I say healthy, I put air quotes in it. So like, let's just assume that anytime I use that word, it's with quotes um, because, again, it's subjective, it's context-dependent. Uh, I have nothing against that. But again, when we look at it, some of these alternatives might have um, all sorts of crazy ingredients that might you know, mess up your gut. They might cause digestive issues. They might have way more calories than the real thing. And sometimes it's just easier. If you think about like balance, true balance, and and I I don't even really like that word, but if you think about just a balanced approach, you can just eat the thing in moderation. Most of the time, the lack of control comes from your mindset around food, labeling it as good versus bad, or constantly restricting and draining your willpower, or being in a constant state of energy deprivation. Though once we actually get people to start eating more, supporting their metabolism, um, actually listening to their biological signals like hunger and cravings and energy levels and those type of things, all of a sudden the snacking, the binging, the, the feeling of no control goes out the window most of the time. Now, I will say that I have worked with people who truly do have like a trigger food where they're eating enough, they're eating enough protein, they're eating enough overall calories, they're eating mostly quality foods. They feel great. They're incorporating things in moderation like they can, you know, have a glass of wine on occasion with no issues. They can have, you know, a burger, they can have french fries and be totally fine. But then there's that one food, whatever it is, let's say ice cream for somebody. Like there's that one food where all bets are off. It doesn't matter the situation, they just That food is a trigger. Now, there may be some kind of like emotional trigger, traumatic trigger, like then we really have to get deep into the psychological kind of root of what's going on there. I prefer to work through those things versus avoidance. You know, that's not to say that avoidance doesn't have its time and place. I look at it as a step in the bigger picture, like one step in the process of maybe you do need to get that food out of your house temporarily and then try to come back to it at a later time. But ultimately, I would prefer to work through it than just avoid it and hope the problem goes away or hope that you can avoid this food for the rest of your life. Um, Again, I just don't see that as a long-term valid solution. Uh, So this is all to say that when it comes to the healthy, quote unquote, healthy alternative conversation. It depends, but really think about the mindset around food because there is such strong research on the impact that that plays in our ability to maintain a healthy body weight, whatever that looks like for you, Uh, just in terms of like peace of mind, in terms of weight maintenance, in terms of actually reaching and sustaining your goals if you are constantly thinking at you know looking at food in terms of all or nothing black and white good versus bad healthy versus unhealthy uh, those are some red flags those are some red flags you know when we look at statistics and research on successful dieters and and by successful dieters that's defined as people who have lost weight and kept it off for more than 3 years so those people don't view foods as good versus bad. That's like shown across the board that all, they give themselves permission to eat anything at any time, whenever they want it. That doesn't mean that they do. That's the thing that some people don't, don't make that connection. When I say that, people are like, oh, well, how can they just eat freely all the time? They don't do it. They just know that there's unconditional permission to do so. So it's not like, well, I can't do this. It's I don't actually want to do this, but there is the per- the permission is there at all times. So that's, you know, really the main takeaway that I wanted to get out of this. With you know all these different posts that I'm seeing about how do I make a healthy alternative for this and that. Again, nothing against it, but just think about the context. Think about your mindset around food. Think about what you're doing that may be causing. Those cravings, where are they coming from? Is it because of energy restriction? Is it because of calorie restriction? Is it because you're viewing that food as bad or off limits? So analyze those things for yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself. And ultimately, you will be able to come out the other side in a better place because we know that if we work through that mindset, the likelihood of success goes through the roof. So hopefully, this was helpful, guys. Please let me know your thoughts. I feel like. Um, I kind of am debating myself sometimes, but I love to just paint the full picture because sometimes we only get a little sliver and it, it kind of muddies the water a little bit. So hopefully this clears it up. If it was helpful or valuable... Please let me know about it. I love to get feedback from you guys. That literally is what motivates me. It keeps me going. It's why I do this. So don't be a stranger. Reach out. Send me a message on Instagram. Just say hi. You know, Let me know if you're enjoying the content. Um, if you are so inclined, it would be great if you could take a screenshot of this episode and post it to your stories on Instagram. Tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And the best thing that you can do for me, and I will be forever grateful, is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Only if you mean it, of course. I only want authentic reviews. But if you enjoy the show, please leave that review. It helps us grow. And we are still growing, which is amazing. So thank you if you are a new listener. Thank you if you are an old listener. Um, Just thank you for tuning in. And I will talk to you guys soon.